on this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast. Uh, if you want to skip ahead, if you're into golf and our golf speech, go ahead and skip about 45 minutes into the podcast. We'll start talking about golf. But up until that, we talk about um, life, coronavirus, uh, football, basketball, um, college sports, professional sport, whatever. We we kind of go on a, a lot of different topics. It's It's been the way the show has gone over the last few episodes. But um, if you want to get into the golf portion, go ahead, skip about 45 minutes into the episode, and you'll get into that. But we, uh, of course, appreciate you all listening, and uh, thanks so much. Hope you enjoy it. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 7, Season 3, Faded Golf Podcast. Uh, We're still calling it Faded Golf for now, John. Um, You okay with that? Yeah, can you turn that down a little bit? There. Oh, there just turn it down the volume just tad. That good? Yeah, that's good. There we go. Oh, um, are we oh we yeah. Well, I think we this could eventually just be called the faded podcast. Yeah, faded podcast. Whatever. But, you know, because we'll shorten it up. You know, we're 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 the faded Indiana podcast. It doesn't it doesn't matter. I th- you know, we're we're Hey, we got in the, the winter time. We're not uh, super focused on, especially professional golf. I give two shits about professional golf. They're, hey, they're in Hawaii right now. Yeah, good for them. Exciting. Yeah, good stuff. It looks like the lockdowns affecting them. It's real tough. Yep. Athletes, I think, like athletes in general, like professional athletes, they have such an awesome privilege. It's like we're, you know, they they've been able to keep getting paid the same amount of money and not have fans there and get to play the same game. You can't say that about everybody that wants to work. I mean, right. it's, they're, they're extremely privileged. They, you know. they found a way to make it happen. Or, by the way, probably just bend the rules. And Now, I will say, at least in knowing, obviously, some people that are part of these organizations, they get tested all the fucking time. Dude, I've, I've never been tested... For fucking the coronavirus. Have you been? No. Yeah. Like, these people get tested, like, every day. Yeah, I think they Just get to used, come to work. They get, they get used to they it. They get used to it, but the... Rogan, the get, Rogan tests his guests and, like, himself every day. They're, they're under a microscope. So, I'll give them a little bit of credit in that, yeah, hey, they've been lucky. But they've had to, they've had to like, go through some stuff to make it work. Now, that being said, what I, what I don't like is that there are some businesses that are basically just deemed as like super spreader businesses and that you can't even open them. It's like, well, why don't they have the access to get tests or whatever? Why, why are we why are we giving just money to everybody when we should be investing it into making sure restaurants can open and test people in the right way or other businesses open up. I don't know. I well, don't, no, I don't no. It. Well, you're leading on to put what I heard on, on Rogan's podcast. He had a couple of restaurant owners from L.A., like really prominent guys. And they were talking about exactly what you just said. But, you know, like you, you also lead. It's like, okay, these guys, I think a cook or, you know, a manager of a restaurant would go to work because they need to pay the rent and they would, they don't care. They would get tested. They're not going to, they'd be willing to do it, but they actually, so in LA, they took the commissioners to court to say, you know, 
they, they've been told, like, there's all the science. The commissioner's like, the, there's studies of why they can't have these restaurants open, even outdoors, and why they're shut down. And they took it to court and come to find out they didn't have the studies. They couldn't back it up. And they, they could not back it up of saying, like, what's the cost? So they don't really have. There's no it, science to it. And the whole point is, is what you're saying is like, oh, let's invest and be smart about it. Like, yeah, they're, but that's not how they work. No. Dude, dude, this whole virus, if you really just, even if every individual were to think back over their last nine months and think about the people they know that have gotten it and think about the situations that they put themselves in or understand the situations that people have put themselves in and how they got it. What I've witnessed, and I think a lot of people have, the only way people are getting this is when they are getting together with others without a mask on for periods of time. And essentially, like, like we're doing right now with podcast. If either one of us had it right now, and I know we're basically eight feet apart, almost ten feet apart right now, okay? I get that. But we're in the same room, and we're going to be here for an hour or two. If either one of us had it, the likelihood of us passing it to each other is pretty high. And, and, and so... I don't... But see, I, you know, I think that's... But... you got, you got to be able to back that up. Correct. And you can't. No, they can't. And so this is why the restaurant data is all weird, because they're, they're basically... What you can't prove is that somebody that worked at the restaurant did it, or another guest did it, or whatever it is. What, what really is happening, and this is, and maybe this is just the community that we have, every time I've known somebody that's gotten it, it's because they were at a get-together with a group of people, and there was an unknown person that had it there. Wow, that sounds a lot like the flu or a cold. Like No shit. That's how, that's just the so, human condition, dude. Now, this thing, I believe, does spread easier for some reason. But, that's whatever. Not, but again, but that's not proven. In, but it's not proven, and in that case, and and it also impacts people uh, that are older, and it definitely and it definitely impacts other people totally different. Um, and and that's the thing where everybody's just confused. And so, is it more? Is it is it more deadly? They, 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 at first, it was the deadliest thing ever, and it keeps going down. I it's it's it keeps going down. I think it's. When it's all said and done, um, the data won't be clean enough because of the lockdowns. So if you were to say um, this was like a bad flu year, the the argument against it would be, well, a ba- this is a bad flu year, and we had the lockdowns. Well, here's, you know, it's here's, like okay. here's one thing you can say for sure. Yeah. Okay. In 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 this, and I can. I think you and I can both agree on two things with this. It's a novel virus, yeah. meaning it's cold. Meaning oh, it's, a, it's, a no- it's unique. It's it's a novel virus, meaning our systems nobody yep. had seen it before. Correct. I mean, we, nobody had immunity for it. Correct. So that is going to make more people susceptible yeah. for it. That's it, a fact. It, correct. And and it's also well, where I was going with this, it, yes, novel. It's also a cold type of virus, with it being a, a yeah, yeah yeah a yeah. COVID you know, yeah. Corona or COVID type deal. And that's something that's never been cured either. And no one ever can pinpoint when it's passed to one person or the other. 
yeah, there's there's coughs that go around year round. So if someone can, if they cure the common cold, then that they're not going to cure this. It's not going to happen. That that's where okay. So we're we're both on the same page here. I'm I'm confused. Hey, I'm I'm excited that there's a uh, vaccine. You I'm know, excited for it. That's yeah, great. Yeah, but you know it's awesome. Mutate. But I'm like, I'm like, we haven't cured the common cold forever. If this is a essentially a different version of the cold, then then yes, like we're gonna deal with this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and what are they gonna do? Keep locking down restaurants and places? No. How do you know that though? <sighs> That's what those two guys were saying, like on in the L.A. Uh, uh, restaurant owners. They're like, now they got a taste. Well, now they got a taste that power to like, because it's look, it, it's yeah. unprecedented. It's never happened in yeah. American history where they just shut down restaurants. It didn't happen during 1918 flu pandemic. That was way worse. It's way it, worse. It, it, a lot of this stuff is scary. Um, I, I don't want to down. I've, I've said this probably every time we brought this up. I'm not trying to downplay this at all. All, all I'm suggesting is that the politicians making decisions for us on what should or shouldn't be done is, is gotten out of control. And well, that's and, but see, and, and, us, you and I giving an opinion about what you and I want to do, yeah, was never should be a downplay. If someone gets sick with the virus, like if you had a cold, I, I would, I would hope you get better. Yeah, like absolutely. I don't want you to get sick. No. We don't want anybody to sit, but I, I don't want I, you. I definitely don't want old people to get this thing. But it's cr- it's bad. That's bad. Like if you're over fifty five, like I definitely don't want you getting this. But I don't want to see a guy that owns a restaurant go bankrupt and get depressed, and then you know not be able yeah. to pay his bills and right. You know, and then well, and, I, and I don't want to see a whole industry such as commercial real estate basically be like completely like ruined. Well, restaurant, I mean, industry is getting ruined. Restaurants, office. I mean, like offices banged, like banged, screwed right now. I think there's there's so much going to be pent up demand, though. It'll come back. It will. But new construction of it is is dead. Yeah, I did. I don't think people this everybody's talking about how everything changed with people want, you know, wanting to work. People don't want to work at all. Majority of people. No, I I think there's. But what's going to happen is, is that we've become comfortable with a hybrid type of solution where, and we talked about this offline uh, a few weeks ago, but before Christmas. Go in, go out when you want. Correct. Where you're going to be like, hey, you know what? We expect you to be in the office, you know, two, three days a week. You can work. It's going to be flexible. Everybody's going to be on like some flexible or more, more companies are going to be on this flexible type of thing. But there's certain businesses, restaurants, retail, whatever. There's no way to flex that. Like we can't flex our apartments. I need like my leasing people like there because we have people that live at our properties. Like maintenance staff has to be there. I can't be like, hey, you know what? Hey, maintenance guy, you fix shit every day for forty hours a week. Um, tell you what, you do that from home. No, no, they work with their hands. They can't work from home for two days a week. Doesn't happen. No, but and that's the thing. Nor too. can the guy cook your food from home. No shit. That's why I was like, look, I was like, so you know, you shut down restaurants and shit, but you know, and then. Look, we could keep going on and on, but like the way that the school systems have done things is like, okay, well, they made it work. Chick fil A is open every day or except Sundays, like normal, but our school isn't open. That's where I go back to hey, government, you're done regulating this now. 
It's up to the industries. It's up to the business to figure out how they can try to be safe and operate. Your, your, your regulation of what that means doesn't matter anymore because you're not saving anybody because people are going to go out and make decisions. And they're going to make decisions to either go out and potentially meet with somebody that could be a spreader or not. And, and people, let, let the people evaluate. Florida. Let the people evaluate what they're comfortable with. Now, if, if you want to make sure that uh, like masks are always worn, okay, I can, be, I can be on board with that. You know, I, I can be on board with that. But you can't dictate like who should and shouldn't be open or what capacity they should be open at and all that kind of stuff. Because you know what? Let's put it this way. You go, I, I was telling uh, somebody today, uh, well, I got my hair cut today, and I was telling the gal who's cut my hair. She's like, what are you? What are your go- uh, so what are your plans for 2021? You got any big goals? And I go, yeah, to go to another sporting event or a concert. That's my goal <laughs> this year. Because I want to feel comfortable, not because I'm protected by some government regulation, but because I've chosen to protect myself the way I have, whether it be through an immunization or it be through whatever, that I can actually go enjoy those type of things again. I'm not even like... I'm not in love with mandating the mask thing. If a business requires it, I'll wear it. Sure. But actually, like, so down in Florida, DeSantis, like, what he's done with the schools, like, you have to stay open. Like, there's no requirement. It's like, look, you can give the option to the parents and the kids. They can stay home and do remote learning. Sure. But you have to stay open. He's requiring it. Mm-hmm. And with, he doesn't, he doesn't allow the mandates for businesses to require masks so like it's encouraged but like i was down there for the past three weeks um and you, know, you walk into lowe's there's 20 25 percent not wearing masks um you walk into certain bars <laughs> no nobody's wearing a mask they just, it's just you know, nobody's wearing it mm-hmm. it's just it's, now do i have any problem wa- with someone wearing one no not at all. That's my point. Not at all. Do do I want the person that's serving me my food maybe wearing one right now? Because we know that the, um, the obviously that we we don't have the vaccinations out fully yet. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You want it, but if he's not, you can leave. Correct. Or I can choose not to go at all. Exactly. That that's all I'm suggesting is that we've got to now get to the point where like people just start making choices. Let the, let the market be the market. Yeah. Well, right? But like, the market is the market. Now, let the market be the market. Now, I, I probably will be, would be okay with school requiring masks. Okay. Yeah. I'd, be requ- I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Even though the kids well, hey, do not wear them properly at all. But, but you know what? I, I, we've, we've gone through the teachers being out and having the teacher shortages, and a lot of uh, other um, communities have had that too. And if, Kids are essentially having minimal symptoms and essentially still can spread this thing to protect the teachers. I think it's important to do that. Um, they are saying like how like non-affected kids are. It's like insane how low a risk they are. They're they, saying they the only way the kids get it is from adults. Correct. They are not passers. Well, and when they get it, it's like gone in a day. Yeah. It's, it's like they have like they have like a little cough, and they're like done in a day. Yet they gotta stay out for ten days from school. Whatever. 
It's well, look. If decisions don't, well, certain states are already doing it. Like Florida is the the leader. Yep. And I, I think he's we're getting there. He, he, I think he's, but I, I saw some data that I, I would uh, Illinois, who has done more lockdowns than Indiana, um, has closed more and had more limitations to a lot of businesses than Indiana, has had. From a percentage of people, they've had more cases, they've had more hospitalizations, they've had more deaths, and they've actually had more restrictions. California is the, the poster child of what you just said. Correct. So where, where I'm at with it is like, well, something isn't working here. So I was talking, I have a colleague yesterday I was talking to that lives in L.A., and he was like, you you would get if you have coronavirus and you're in trouble, like you're getting turned away from hospitals right now. They're all full. They're full. Like if you actually have it and you're in trouble, like you feel that it's like they'll turn you away. They cannot admit you. It's crazy. They're like, just go home. I I, I just how is how are things working there? I mean, how are they looking at like what they're doing? Is it, well, is it, and you know, I talked to a doctor that said one of the problems is that people get tested, they test positive, and they basically just keep showing up to the hospital every day because they're freaked out that they're they doing worse. They won't leave. Correct. And so, what's what part of the what's overwhelming the hospitals is that so the hospital says you're fine. Here's your Z pack and your whatever other. Um, uh, you know, medication that we think you should be doing. Here's how you should, you know, treat yourself. And next thing you know, they're back there the next day because they're like, they've gotten themselves so much in a panic that they might die that they keep showing up. And it's it that's part of what's overwhelming the hospitals is that even if people aren't truly like truly, truly sick, they keep coming back. Yeah, and it's look, I, I, it's just gonna take time. It is. We're in. We're gonna be a year and a half through the summer. I've always thought the summer is gonna be when things are gonna feel like kind of normal. Fall, fall will be when it. Because, <laughs> here's here's my prediction, is that if you haven't gotten the vaccination, they're gonna loop it in with your flu shot in the fall, and they're gonna be like, hey, here's the deal. It's a single dose. It's your flu shot. It's your coronavirus shot, and you're 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 all handled, and like that's going to be like the thing this fall, and like almost everybody will then be like handled. There will be plenty of people that up till the summer are going to get it, um, especially the people that are more critical. Isn't isn't but, isn't perception just an amazing thing? Uh-huh. So people get it, comfort levels will go up, mm-hmm. and even though, let's say. It mutates and like there's more of it out. It won't matter by that time. People are gonna be like they're fatigued. They're done. The government's like, look, we're just not gonna go through this shit again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, we'll just keep moving on because when SARS and those other things, no one shut down. No one did. It's just like, hey, you gotta deal with it. It's just like you deal with sickness. It just happens. So we'll move on. We'll move on. It's a bad year, but bottom line, bad year. I think it's gonna be a bad another couple months. Yeah. No, I'm I'm saying last year was a bad year, and I think we got we got a few months that are gonna kick our butt here. Come come April May, 
I'm God. I'm gonna cross my fingers that we start to turn a corner. So, but get we, through March Madness. We, we had better. Hey, speaking of March Madness, let's let's just transition. Fuck this coronavirus shit. All games in Indiana that we can't attend, <laughs> that we can't go to. That's why we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're gonna leave. We're gonna Florida. We're gonna go to Florida. <laughs> Which, which then I can't gamble on them either. So I got to place all my fucking bets before I leave here. I know. I tried when I was down there. Do that. Do I? You want to? You want Oh, we can go. We can gamble. We can go to the, the Seminole uh, yeah. Casino. No, we'll go to the Casino. Minute, we'll go to 40 the, minutes yeah, away. Yeah, we'll go to the Casino. And it's the Indian stuff. Reservation Casino. Yeah, we're going to But I was, I play, I knew when I was leaving that I needed to place certain bets because I was like, I was like, all right, I got to bet on IU. I knew I was going to do that because they were. I wasn't traveling back till that day, um, and I I bet on, um, God, who, what else did I bet on? I don't know. I probably bet on a few other things before I left too for Florida, but, uh, um, but shit, I didn't bet on the Alabama uh, Notre Dame game, and I didn't bet on the uh, Ohio State Clemson game because I was I just my mind wasn't. I was trying to get like my key bets in, but I think Ohio State can. Take Alabama. That'll be um, that's gonna be a really good game. It could be. Um, I think the Ohio key State's got defense. Correct. So I think Ohio State has a decent defense. Um, I think Justin Fields is inconsistent, uh, and so I I do think that that is going to be like that's going to be the tipping. Thing. It's like he has he has a game like he had against Clemson, and where they just dominated, and I'll be like, uh, yeah, they could, they could beat anybody. He's tough too. He's just a tough yeah. kid. Oh, he just he makes great plays. But and 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 Clemson made some mistakes. I get it. Whatever it happened, and but Alabama doesn't make mistakes. They're fucking stacked, and like it's going to take a perfect game. Um, I'll watch every minute of it though, and I don't even like college football, so. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna watch it too. I'm not in college football. It's not my. No, we do. We've never really talked about college football. I rarely do. And even but, pro football, I'm not big on. I, but I, I'll watch it. I mean, I like the Colts. I do. I fucking gamble way too much on pro football, so it's, it's like, my thing. I like. I, I do. Like, I write a report card every week on Facebook. I need to start sharing it with uh, the uh, other the faded sports page. Colts are in the playoffs. Colts are in the playoffs. Um, they snuck in. I think our coaching staff is very average and mediocre. Um, I don't believe that is. I, I actually think we have more talent on this team than a lot of previous years, and our coaching staff rarely does us any favors. We have incredible to help us win defense. We have a fantastic defense. Um, I when we don't have a lead. Apparently, when we have a lead, we decide not to play defense. But when we don't have a lead, we play some of the best defense in the fucking game. Uh, we rush the passer, fantastic. We do have great pass coverage. Our linebacker—it's amazing. Yeah, we have we have a fantastic defense. We have and we have a we have incredible receivers, and we have a, a do they catch the ball? All of them do. We have we have a a, a good aging quarterback. He is. Uh, he is, he's better than I thought he would be. 
God, I, 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 that was really hard to come out of my mouth. Um, I've, I've he's given, good. I've given he Pip, is not great. I've given Pip Rivers a lot of shit this year. Um, in my re- my game reviews, and um, Pip is Pip is Pip. He's old. His arm isn't what it used to be. Um, he's not mobile. He's got a bad foot right now too. On top of it, so you know, there, there's a lot of things going against Pip. But but Pip is very experienced. He's a smart quarterback. He knows what he's doing out there, and um, he reads defenses really well, I believe. And uh, I, I I actually trust him. It, and that's one thing where I didn't think I would at the beginning of the season. He threw some a few interceptions at the beginning of the season. He did. I've gotten to the point where I actually trust the guy. I feel like he's he's believing in the system. They have a game plan and they go with it. I'm trusting him. the The guy I don't trust right now is Frank Reich. His but here's the th- I I trust um, about eighty percent of what you said. He I don't trust his physicality, mm. and he has a below average arm. Right now, yeah, the below average but, arm. But it's not even. It's not. I, I'd say it's in the bottom third of the league. But they're they're. You have to have a cannon in the NFL. He's he's he doesn't. He does not, dude. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, but, it's, a, it's a Vince Young looking weak throw. But it's he is he is accurate, and when the play is called right, he's he's his hitting deci- his targets. His decision making is good. Yes, much it, better than previous seasons. No, and I will say the fact that he has a great line, and a and. A running back that has just emerged into borderline elite running back. Who Hines? No, Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Yeah. I mean, you you want to talk about a rookie that his at at the beginning of the season they weren't even like feeding him the ball really. He's stud. And now, I mean, the way he 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 basically drags people, and the way he jukes and drags people, fantastic. Reich Reich is. Um He's he's too conservative all the time. Like when I think he needs to go to for it, he, he I was like, there was a few plays I was like, dude. And then how they lose that fucking game against Pittsburgh? So I what I think he does is that I and this is well, this is part of what I've learned as I've read what I've read and some stuff too. There's like a money, for lack of a better description. There's it's kind of a money ball situation right so you know how baseball flipped to this whole like in this situation this is the kind of player you need because they did did, 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 right so the way they call plays and the way they set up defenses is all systematic based off like essentially a a a money ball type of algorithm and they he and Eberflus so Eberflus uh, is the uh, defensive coordinator they literally Depending on the situation, like depending on what the score is, depending on where you are in the field, depending on what down it is, they have a set of plays that you choose from. And he's got dudes up in the fucking booth feeding him like, you know, information and that, like, hey, these are the three plays that we, we have options for. And then he fucking makes the call based off of like this algorithm of essentially money ball play calling. And they do it on defense, too. There's a point where and I maybe I've just watched enough. Belichick football and fucking Patriots kicking everybody's ass where I don't give a shit if you're up 20 points. Fucking 
pedal to the fucking metal, beat everybody by 40. I don't give a shit. And 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 to your point, I sometimes I feel like he's too conservative and they go into like a prevent defense or like bend don't break type defense or they um or they 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 try to get cute and be like, "Well, we've run the ball on first down for the last 3 series, so this one so, we're going to try to do some cute pass play." So, here fuck that. So I, it's so funny, like because that's what the algorithm. But it's thinks. so funny, like how people watch Moneyball and like, oh, then Fatch. It's like Moneyball has been theory's been proven some, but does the did the New York Yankees or the St. Louis Cardinals, who are the one and two in the most like world championships, did they follow Moneyball? Fuck no. They just had the greatest players, the greatest managers. They had the greatest managers ever. Like yeah. Tony La Russa, complete stud. Yep. I mean, going to the White Sox. Huh? I know. It's just kind of crazy. He's too at, at like so 80? old. He's what so, is he, fucking 80? He's too old. It's weird. It's weird. But that Moneyball is overrated. It's overrated. Billy Bean didn't win shit. He didn't win shit. Hey, Moneyball was good for you. You didn't win on... You did he even win a Dude, pennant? There's a, there's a point where you just leverage your talent. And... and, and Moneyball can help you build something, but at some point you just have to like trust your players to do the job. And where, where, where my frustration becomes with this is like because you're so focused on like this data-driven decision in the in the middle of the moment, and I'm not talking on fourth and one going for it. Like we know Frank goes for it on fourth and one, but the reason he goes for it on fourth and one because he knows the data says you should do it. Okay. So in certain scenarios, he's not doing it because he's an aggressive coach. He's doing it because the data tells him to do it. And I'm like, but what about just like trusting your fucking players to execute? This is a good football team. So when I look at it, I was like, okay, when you look at like greatness and championships, you got guys like, you know, Michael Jordan. You got this leader, the perseverance. And greatness comes from a guy that's like, it's like his, his focus is there. We have a guy on defense that is great. Oh, amazing. Leonard, Leonard he's great. And yep. he's, the, he's the best leader on that team. So when the Broncos won with uh, Manning, they had an incredible defense. And they had a leader on that defense. And Manning was old. Manning was old. And he it, knew when to pan the ball off when and, he needed to. And he, I would probably argue that Rivers is as good as Manning was for Denver. Maybe in the better. Dude, Manning threw ducks even when he was in his prime. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I was like, Phil, just fucking look. Be your role. Do your role. You got a great running back. You got unbelievable receivers. And he knows that. Dude, they've got great hands. They catch, they Pascal, catch almost everything. Pascal, Pascal drops a few things. But, but he's an incredible athlete. But, oh, and he, he, he runs great routes. and he blocks better than any receiver correct. in the league. Yep. And, and, uh, what, uh, uh, Hilton? Well, T.Y. has gone from being somebody who like basically didn't play the first half of the season to now back to being like a T.Y. that just gets open and catches shit. Dude, he's an incredible receiver. Fantastic. Did you see him when he got when the interception happened and he came and hit that safety? Holy shit. I was like, why yeah. aren't you a safety? Yeah. He went and blasted He knocked that dude. the piss out of that guy. He blasted that dude. That was fucking was awesome. awesome. It was, was awesome. <laughs> that guy. That well, and, and, and the rookie kid, too. Um, 
God, why can't I fucking I know think you're of his talking name about, right now? I know he's like long, lean guy. I know he's fucking tall. Yeah. Dude, big, and he catches everything. Yeah. Catches everything. So we got great receivers, but you know you got to have a guy that has good decision making and has a cannon. We don't have a cannon, but we have a guy that makes good decisions. So you got to like do short routes and shit. And but they're making it work. They're uh, I, to me, it's like a. This is going to be one of those situations where. What I hope happens. Jacoby has a cannon. He has a cannon. He just doesn't make the decisions. Yes. He has a cannon. Uh, it, it got to the point watching him last year where I was like, dude, you threw that too hard. Like, that guy couldn't catch it good just because you threw it so fucking hard. His decision-making was just not well, good. We couldn't make it. He, like, he would hold the ball for so long. And, like... Uh, I'm like, no, no, no. This isn't. You got to roll. Works. You got to roll. Like, you want to talk about a guy who's rolling right now and just trusts everything that he's doing, and and is making amazing plays, and has made to me they're the team to beat right now is fucking Josh Allen. Do the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen playing quarterback right now? Insanely good. That, like, that's my Super Bowl pick right now. I, I think the Bills can beat anybody right now. They're confident. They've got great leadership. They uh, and and a quarterback that basically doesn't think he can do anything wrong right now. And that's what you need. The only other quarterback in the league that that to me stacks up as far as like confidence is Aaron Rodgers. And well, Mahomes is there too. Mahomes is cocky as shit. I, I he's fucking amazing. I just when I look at when Mahomes was like he's he's so hard to beat. Oh, but but the Bills I think are more rounded. I think they have. Uh, I, I, What's the Chiefs' record? They lost two games. Thirteen and three, maybe or fourteen and two. Yeah, something like fourteen two. When Rodgers is on, he's the best guy. Oh, when so he's good. on, but when he's off, man, he's just it's bad. I I I've got either. And th- this will be tough. I think the Saints are really tough. Um, I think they're really good out of the NFC. Um, I think they've, with with uh, um, with them, oh, they get all their running backs back. <laughs> Last week they didn't have a running back because of COVID. Not one, and they won. Not one. Who'd they use? They their cor- that backup quarterback Hill. And and then they used like I don't know running back or some shit as a fucking or a, a wide receiver as like a run anyway, but with I think with Drew Brees back even though I know he's not he's old he might not be a hundred percent I think Drew Brees uh, can lead a great offense no different than Philip Rivers in my mind as far as like knowing what he's doing out there making good decisions on the field like I'd rather have Drew Brees well I would too but <laughs> he's gonna make better throws. He's got a cannon too. Still, still, has, still's got a better arm. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know I, if he's gonna make. I, I see the decision making. I think Phil makes good decisions. Yeah. He just sometimes doesn't get the ball there. Like that part we were talking about when Ty hit the shit out of Thor here. He just underthrew the ball. Yeah, and he he does that it, every now and then. He just doesn't get enough behind it. And I don't know if it's because he's. Well, I do know because I've seen enough. He. When he doesn't step into a throw the way he should, and he thinks he can just still be his fucking zinger, you he know, used to do that when he was young. Correct, all the time. Correct. He used to be able to like 
throw off his back foot. Jeff George did this too way back in the day, Colts Day. But you almost throw off his back foot, but fucking still just whip it in there. He can't do that anymore. When he steps into a throw, it's on target. It's leading the receiver exactly where he needs it to be. But when he's pressured or he can't step into a throw, it, it, we get into trouble. Why didn't he win with San Diego? Did they ever make the Super Bowl? No. I think maybe an AFC championship, but that was about it. Well, I, it'll be a good playoffs. You know I, I think, I think it, it's you know weird. So Buff, it, Buffalo's going to allow fans so, for oh, the first time all season. 6,600, I saw that. But here's one thing. Uh, that let's end it with Phil. I, I like Phil. I really do. Pip. He's, he's been out here at Chatham. Pip. Pip. Or Pip. What I, don't, I haven't heard Pip. I mean, I've actually I, heard that, but no, I, I that's don't. It, that's his name. I know, his but his name's just, fucking Pip. So, <laughs> I'm not just right, but I think the best or like the overall feeling with him that I get um, is like is inconsistent. So, and that's the I know that's the most hardest thing to do. But, in that, NFL but that's who he is. He's, he's Pip. He's inconsistent. So, if he wants to win, and his window is. He's beat the Colts twice in the playoffs, so I know he's got it in him to win. His window is I, – i that's what I'm saying. He's in – like, one game he's like, okay, fucking guys, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, and the next game he's like, you know, Jacoby. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it just – it doesn't – it doesn't look the same guy. So I hope in the playoffs he's just like, look, this is – I mean, what is this? This is kind of like his last year to – does he have another year with us? He – so we did a one-year contract with him, twenty-five million. Twenty-five um, million. Well, we and we did a two-year contract, fifty million with Jacoby, by the way. So, he, but he's that's this is the second year on his. So we're paying Jacoby twenty-five million a year. Yeah. So we have two quarterbacks falling off contracts at the end of the season, though. We have fifty million in cap space at the end of the season to do whatever the fuck we want with. That is just crazy. We're paying those guys that. Oh, it's dumb. However, by the way, we still have like $20 million in cap space. We still aren't even tapped out. What does Leonard pay a year? He's still on his rookie contract. That dude's going to get paid. I believe. he Has he fall off that this year? I think he may fall off. This, this may be the year we got to pay him. So here's the thing. Jacoby ain't going to get paid shit next year, even if he sticks around, because we're going to end up having to pay Leonard. And then we're going to have to figure out how you bring in somebody else. And there's a few other guys that I think are going to be due. So that, that, that's the crazy thing about What's the NFL and why you see. What's T.Y.'s contract? Uh, yeah, this is his last year on his contract. What's he getting paid? I uh, don't know. Six, $15 million a year? He, he wants to stay, but that may be a guy that's gone. He's a good receiver, man. He's a great receiver. But he's also 30. He's a 60. He had a five year, $65 million deal with a $10 million signing bonus. <laughs> Was Jacoby's guaranteed the 50? Um, I don't know if it's. Well, they're all guaranteed. Are they all are no. they guaranteed? They aren't, no, none of them are guaranteed in the NFL. There was probably like a. I'm sure there was for first year was probably twenty. The first year was probably guaranteed. Wow, wow, well, a lot of money. Well, can they beat Baltimore? Um, well, we got to beat Bills. 
and then we would play the. Um, I thought we played Ravens first. No, we we play the Bills. What? Yeah. No, I thought it was Ravens. I thought it was Ravens. Are you sure? Yes. Ravens play the Titans. So we actually wouldn't play. The only way we'd play the Ravens it would be in the AFC Championship if we both if we all made it there because we would have to play uh, Kansas City next if we win. So that's a tough first game. A tough second game. And but here's the deal. No, it's that, the Bills. We're playing the Bills first. Yeah. That's probably I actually like the Bills better than the Ravens, right out of the gate. Um so the scenario where we would have played the Ravens is if the Tennessee would have lost that game against the Texans, then we would have won our division and we would have played the Ravens at home. But um I I kind of like the Bills matchup. Uh, I've got two scenarios. So I've got, I'm in a pool at work where we do a, it's like a confidence pool. You put points on the teams and I've, in one of them, I have, uh, the Colts actually win. I've got, I do two, I do two entries every year with it. And, and, uh, Colts, Colts, Darius Leonard, his quote, sit down, grab a beer and watch our defense run around. (laughs) It's his quote. That's awesome. I want to put that on a T-shirt. Screenshot that and send it to me right now. That is so funny. Screenshot that and send it to me right now. It's going on a fucking T-shirt. It's going to be great. Um, but the... Uh, I... Isn't that fantastic? That's so good. That's just like... I think... I hey, Look, we're not... Uh, we're not... Who are you going to bet on that game? Oh, so so in this pool, I've got the Colts winning that and have them actually beating – well, I don't have them beating Kansas City too because it's a points-based thing, right? So it's like you're putting points in it. But I've got them – I put more points on the Colts in one of my uh, entries, and I do have the Bills actually winning the whole Super Bowl in the other entry though because I, I, to me um, – I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I I have to do two entries where I always kind of favor the Colts in one of them if they're in. But uh, I think the Bills are the team to beat right now. I think that uh, New Orleans and Green Bay are the only two teams that matter in the NFC. And out of the AFC, I think the AFC is so good that almost any of the seven teams in there could go to the Super Bowl. D- it just depends on how they play for the week. I don't love the Titans. Um, but Derrick Henry is fucking incredible. And if he just is on, then it makes Tannehill a fucking, just a weapon. And, um, the hottest team though, in the AFC that gets underplayed a little bit because they had this, they had this COVID lull, if you'll call it that in the middle are the Ravens. They're good. Dude, the Ravens lost like three games, and it was really only because they played three games in a row, like with COVID and without a quarterback and a bunch of fucking players that weren't even there. Dude, they're winning. They've won five games against winning record teams. They're fucking good. And we played them when they were down, those players. And, And they still beat us. They still beat us. Yep. 
Yep. They got an incredible quarterback. They got great a defense. really good defense and a quarterback that's almost impossible to stop. Yeah, he's in the he's Patrick uh, Mahomes kind of yep. caliber. He's actually well, he probably, doesn't as well though. No, but he's probably he he's, probably he's runs, more well. He probably more, runs better. He's more elusive for sure. He probably yes. run, well. I mean, he's a running back. He's like yeah. he's the closest guy I've seen to Michael Vick. Yes. Yes. There you go. He, he's the closest guy. I like My, that. Michael Vick was one of my favorite football players to watch play. He uh, he changed the game. He he Michael. You could make an argument that Michael Vick essentially determined that the trend for the more elite quarterback or better quarterback is somebody that can run. Yeah, Michael Vick was like a, he, but the the problem like his. He set the stage for it, though. Because, but dude, he he could run a four two four. He was the fastest guy on the yeah. entire team. But that, that, that's the thing. But that's he he set the stage for what a quarterback could be. Where you know before him, it was like teams were seeking the pocket passer, the guy who could see the field, like the Joe, the next Joe Montana, the next Dan Marino. That's what teams were looking for. But when Michael Vick set the stage for it, it's like, well, shit. You don't actually have to be like this elite, see the field passer. You can, if if you can like duck a pass or even Roethlisberger fucking shake off a guy, like damn, and extend a play, you can make stuff happen. And that's what it's become. Well, unless you're Roethlisberger now and you're fucking fat and old and you can't shake anybody off, but could still win a Super Bowl. And what is it? Would it be God, his third? That. Dude, that's got to be the most disappointing team. They start out like undefeated like they were and then lose to the fucking like Jets and then they lose to the Bengals and you're like, what the fuck? And they almost lost to the Colts, but the Colts coaching staff fucking blew that game. Yeah, that was shit. Well, do we um, do we want to transition to uh, college basketball or do we want to... Keep that for another time because I feel like grabbing a couple Steves and maybe talking about college basketball. Uh, we're going to take a pause. Uh, we're going to move off NFL. And yes, we'll move to college basketball. Hang on, everybody. We will be. Okay, we're back. Uh, sorry for the pause. Um, we uh, we refilled on some Budweiser, Steves. Steve. Um, but. Uh, we want to talk a little. We're gonna splat. We're gonna splash on college basketball. I brought up March Madness being in Indiana uh, earlier. I think that's gonna be an interesting scenario where they have every game basically here. Um, some of them are, I guess, gonna be at uh, IU and maybe, Purdue. And Purdue. Uh, they're gonna have some games at Butler. They're gonna have some games at IPY. Uh, um, they're gonna have them at uh, the Fieldhouse. Like, it's awesome. I think it's gonna be fantastic. It's great. It's great that it's here. However, we can't watch any of it because I don't think there's going to be their family is basically going to be the only fans. So it is what it is. Uh, The biggest positive to it all being here, um, our fucking mayor of Indianapolis is going to fucking clean up the goddamn city finally after all this shit. (laughs) Because he's done nothing in six months. Zero. What does he do all the time? To address. What does he do? I swear, to address wh- all the fucking bullshit that's gone on downtown. But what's, what's that guy do? Hogsett? No, nothing. 
He all he does he he's the typical politician. All he does is care about his fucking self. So w- let's okay. Let's talk about our teams. Like yeah. Purdue and Indiana, both. Uh, Purdue, young, young. They're very young, um, but they're going to be studs. They're they've got potential. They're not going to have guys leave. They actually have shooters, um, which I like. Um, uh, they've got. They got rid of the they pussies. Have, they got rid of the pussies. They got rid of the pussies, and they have, what's the kid's name? He is, what, 7-1? Uh, Edie. Giant Asian kid. Like, enormous. He's actually not and Asian. He's not? Oh, he's I, not? I, no, well, he's. Or is he American? He's, his, his descent, yeah, he's American. But okay. His, yeah, his, he's got he is, he is, Okay, he's Asian But you Asian hear him talk, descent. he's normal. Like. All right, so he's a. Like, he's, was he born in the United States then? Okay, I I don't know. I just I, he's a he's Asian looking, so I don't. That's not. But racist, he didn't start. It? But I don't know. He started playing <laughs> basketball at sixteen. He is enormous, and he literally, um, he dribbles the ball and moves the ball like a forward at seven one. And um, once he learns how to body up more, dude, the ball in his hand. Looks like a one of those mini balls that like you give your kids like for fun in the fucking. He'll driveway. be an NBA. He'll be an NBA basketball player. Oh my god, he's awesome. He's 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 so raw. And yes. he, he hasn't learned the physicality yet. Yeah. Like these guys in Big Ten, they're gonna bang him up, but now he's gonna start realizing. All right, I got to. I got to. He could dominate. He's very athletic. Got to, oh, just amazing. He's more athletic than Isaac Haas. He yes. And Isaac Haas was seven foot what two? Yeah. He was massive. Yes. But he's more athletic than him. Yes. He he he's you can tell. I mean yes, a little bit raw, but the the guy has he's an athlete. Travion Williams is a stud. He's a good he's a good, you know, power forward center. Yeah. But um they're 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 an incons- youthful. they're an inconsistent ball club. Youthful. Um they're obviously well coached. I, I think Painter's a great coach. They're so. just youthful. And and so which makes them inconsistent. When they're shooting well, they beat teams. When they're not shooting great, it's like they can't get out of their own way. Um, but, but they don't lose by a lot, which I like at a beginning of season because if you're getting blown out of the gym, you're blowing yeah. confidence. Correct. These guys are hanging in. They're hanging. Uh, Big Ten's probably one of the toughest it's the conferences. Tough. It's not even. It's not. It even, is. It's the, not even. It's the toughest. It's the toughest conference this year. It's not even compared for sure. Um, I I think. Uh, the the surpri- there's a couple surprises uh, Northwestern Minnesota Minnesota um, I I didn't I honestly didn't expect Rutgers to be as good as they are I did I knew they were going to be that good this um, year and and but I tell you what like Northwestern is shooting the ball like an NBA team they just fucking make shit it's crazy it's crazy yeah that shit will wear out it they could get streaky and it could wear out they they but they've been hot Illinois is a tough team Ellen dude Illinois they're tough. That one, what's that kid's name? I don't, he, dude, he just fucking take. He can take over a game. Michigan State is always good, but they. I don't. I, uh, I I think this isn't their year, but they're gonna be good. They're gonna be a contender. Um, uh, Iowa's a good team. Uh, Iowa is Minnesota beat him though. Yeah, but still, what what's his face? Uh, Garza. Gar- oh my god, he's, he's stud. He just dominates the paint. He's and, stud. So good, and and they've got some decent shooters on Iowa. I I, I see Iowa being a, a one two seed in the tournament. Um, 
I think uh, Purdue and IU are like right inside the bubble right now. I think Purdue IU are eight nine seeds in the tournament. Um, uh, IU has to though start winning fucking fucking games. <laughs> they just can't shoot, dude. They can't shoot what anything. They? Like they're they they have to be the coldest offensive basketball team that actually has a winning record right now. Like that, that that's the only way I can well, describe them. They're, right they're, they're the coldest offense that has the most talent in probably the country. Oh, if, athletes? So defensively, this is what's crazy. Defensively, we're holding teams to less than 70 points most of the games. But the fact is we can't score 70 points ourselves. <laughs> so... It ends up being these like sixty to sixty three games we lose or or we barely win, and I'm like, so our athletically we have quick guys, we have def- guys that can play great defense, but God, we can't shoot. Yeah, but those guys could shoot in high school. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Something's, Something's not right, well, and, I, and it, it there's a know, chemistry issue. I think a little bit, a little bit there, and there's also. I would say there's a coaching, like an offensive strategy issue too. Well, look, so. here's a let me let me give my two cents on Archie, which I actually like Archie. I think he's a good dude. Yeah, he is not an Indiana basketball coach. There's a difference, right? Like I think he could go coach Auburn and like probably be great, make the fucking Final Four, Sweet Sixteen. I don't know. He just it, there's a different mix when you come to Indiana that's just like expected and like there's a culture like that you're that is there and you almost have to adapt to it and if a coach doesn't do it 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 doesn't become successful because there's been such a precedent set yeah it's not and it's just the way I think I think He's, Purdue see like Purdue is Matt Painter it's successful because he was a protege of of Katie yeah and. Dude, to go back to the glory days of IU, which, you know, look, I'm a, like, of course, I'm a Purdue fan, and, you know, I, I'm going to root against IU on certain, but I miss IU just being fucking badass. I miss it. Yeah. They need to be. They need it. It fucking needs to he, happen. He's it's, the closest thing in today's era generation of basketball players in college to Bob that you can get as far as, like, how much he hates his players. Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> is that like part, I, you've said that. I just I, think he hates himself sometimes. He's just, he's this angry little man. Okay. And like, and he is, he's little. I, and he might be, I don't know if he might be, I'm sure some stat sheet said he was six feet tall, but that dude has to be like five ten. Um, And, you know, he was a point guard at North, North Carolina state or some, whatever the fuck he was. Anyway, Point is, he's like an angry little man. He's fucking all fired up all the time. Um, he's just, just, just looks mean and fucking pissed off all the time. So he's the closest thing from an attitude standpoint to Bob Knight that you can have without headbutting people and throwing. I chairs. disagree with that. What you said, like I don't get, like people were fearful of Bobby Knight. No one's, no one's scared of that's Archie. The, well, that's the problem. No one's scared. That's of the Archie. problem is he's five ten. No one's scared of art. Well, no. Bob just well, Gene Katie was five ten, but people get scared of fucking his ass. Like five, 
Archie just doesn't have that presence. No, he doesn't have a presence. He doesn't. And Tom Crean didn't either. No. Unfortunately. Tom, I'll take Archie over Tom Crean all day. All I, day. I, I hated Clappy McClapperson. That dude. Like that guy, He may have like coerced and convinced dudes to come play for him, and he might have been a, a recruiter that somehow convinced guys that they should come. But, man, I mean, his biggest claim to fame is Christian Watford hitting a fucking one three-point shot against Kentucky. Like that's, that's the only thing that he's got going for him. You know the the best guy, you know that was from Bobby Knight. What to I thought it was Samson. I thought he was the guy that was going to make shit happen there. And what's hilarious is the guy essentially gets fired for stuff now that's not even illegal. <laughs> I know. You can totally text people now, but like he texted some kid. He was a good coach, and got man. fucking. He was taking that to a. Diff- he was doing it. They. It was. It was. He w- and what what he was only there for like what two three seasons? Yeah, he was doing it. He was making it happen. He was. He was a guy. They'll find it. I think Archie, if he doesn't make the tournament this year, is probably gone. Oh, if he doesn't make, the, yeah, he's probably. He'll gone. have, and he has one more year on his contract, and they'll just pay him and fucking walk. Away. And then I have zero idea who they're gonna get. Damian Bailey to coach. I don't know what they're gonna do next. I mean, there it, it's gonna be something that I think they'll try to get back to like a culture. I think maybe, but the AD makes it like the decision, right? Yeah. So they're going to get, who would, who would, who would be a coach at IU you'd want? Bobby Hurley. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. (laughs) Who else is the, uh, the other protege to Coach K, the guy that, where's he at now? Um, Has that crazy last name. God, I forget. He's a head coach somewhere now. I'd have to. I'll, we'll have to research that. But Bobby Hurley, Hurley would be the. You need a coach K. I like that. But here's the thing: Bobby Hurley's waiting for um, the Duke job to open up. So He's you think he'd take IU job? Uh, yeah. I mean, you'd be dumb not to take that. Yeah. You'd be dumb. He would be. But I'd take him all day. All day. I like him. I do like Bobby Hurley. I just want to see scrappy. Like just I like to me, like so here's here's my thing. Like you you go you you mentioned like the this concept of like what is Indiana basketball and like what's the culture and whatever else. And like I actually think the culture of Indiana Indiana basketball has to change. Um, I think I think we have to develop a new culture for it. It we have to not try to keep finding the next Bob Knight, and and it's got to move on. It, it, it it's fine for what Matt Painter's doing for Purdue, and that's fine. But it's time for Indiana basketball to move on. And I, there's there's uh, the game has changed one, and that's that's one reason why. Um, but keep continuing to try to find the next Bob Knight doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. So see, but I think that's the problem. I don't think they have. I think they want to be the farthest thing from Bob Knight because the administrations there were not. They hated him. Yeah, and what he did. And well, you know, I think he, we, I think we went through this stage though of like trying out like Samson and and that screwed up, and then you tried out 
okay, so we tried to go against the grain. Well, maybe not against the grain, but you tried to go with Crean, and you tried to get some guy that had like just a different enthusiasm around the game because that's all he brought to the table. Was just, he was just like <laughs> fucking energy ball. And then with with Archie, I feel like it's more of this like I'm trying to be Bob Knight, but I'm not. It's time to just find something different and. I don't know what that is, but I I do like Bob. Well, but, but what's what's wrong with like what we just we said like Indiana basketball was like you freaking play solid defense, you rebound the ball and you shoot. No, that's why I like Bobby. Hurley. You shoot. That's why I like Bobby Hurley, man. You find shooters. The dude, the dude, the dude's a shooter. He's scrappy and he played great defense in college. Played great defense. I mean, shoot. Like you gotta shoot. You gotta shoot. If you're in Indiana and you don't. Make we have three no pointers. Shooters. It's it's just no it's a shooter. joke. We have no shooters. We don't even have one. Like there's not one kid that can shoot the fucking like, ball. Everybody thinks Indiana and they think fucking shooters. Yeah. And but we don't have one. Not one. <laughs> it's just not. But but athletes galore on that team, and they're deep. They literally can they literally can swap out five for five, and and hang with the starters. Their 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 bench. Can hang with the starters of another team almost. Like it's they're that deep, but they for defensively and athletically, but God, they can't score. Gotta be able to shoot. Just fucking make sure and they're open. <laughs> they're, well, stolen, and they're stolen up bangers. Part, part of its strategy, too. I, I just I, I think Dude, but it comes up. I don't know. See, I, I just I don't know. If you can't make an open jump shot, nah. how uh, the coach can't do shit about that. Dude. How about it? Like I, I mean, I'm watching the other night, and I don't even. Like, we were down five. We ended up somehow ended up winning by like eight, but um, I mean, literally like wide open shot, and the guy didn't even take it. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you take that? Sh-? Like wide open three pointer, wide open three, and instead he dribbles it, and then the shot clock runs out, and I'm like, dude, you're fucking wide open. Did he get at least subbed out after doing that? He should have. I don't know if he did or not. Bob Knight would have fucking, like... Yeah. He doesn't... uh, Archie does that sometimes, not all the time. I don't know. I've watched enough of it over the last two seasons to know that he's... I don't know where he's at this year. COVID's fucked up. Well, Um, let's finish this off. Like, look, I played some some good golf past three weeks. Yeah. Good, Good January, February, or December golf. I was down for a few weeks down in Florida place and played that freaking bastard of a golf course, old corkscrew. Fuck that place. I fucking, they like, you go there, you're like, you're all pumped up. 80 I'm, what? 84 from the tips. Yeah. The best I ever shot there from the tips is 80. Yeah. Pro, the Latin America pro shot 75 and played well. Hmm? And uh, Scotty, I think he shot 78. I call him Mexican mini tour pro. Whatever. At least that's what I told Johnny that uh, he played for. <laughs> I I told I, him you played with. He goes, what, John is John still down there? And I go, no. He but he played with the Bush brothers last week, and he's like Bush brothers. I go, yeah. One they both played at Purdue, and well, no, uh, Scott or Sean played at Ohio State. Oh, Sean played at Ohio State. Sorry, I missed that. Uh, there you go, Johnny. Sean played at Ohio State, but uh, I was like, they played, you know, they played college golf and. He goes, I go, one of them's on like the Mexican mini tour or something. <laughs> uh, he's like, he's like CPG. Sean would love that. Yeah, CPG. 
Dude, he's so good. I played with him twice. What, what's Old the Corkster. what do you, what do you think? I mean, you played with him twice now. What do you think the best part of his game is? Like what? Off the team. What? what not so even, not even question. Just fairway every time. Oh, no, it, his length is dumb. He's probably on the Latin American tour. I think we were talking about when we were having dinner after. I think he's the like third longest on the tour. Wow, stats, dude, he is so long, and Scott almost is right there with him. Which well, is fucking. I, I've seen Scott hit it, and he's fucking. Dude, it's crazy. It doesn't even the, make the, sense. What, the speed he creates is dumb. It's, but he's not even big, dude. No, it's crazy. He creates this weird lag, though. It's very Sergio esque, like the way he just holds back and but, fucking rips. But dude, through. he out he outdrives Sergio by twenty yards. Yeah, he out. Those guys were out driving me by like sixty yards every fucking time. Sixty yards every hole, every hole. Even when I hit one like really good. Like it hit like I fucking I fucking ripped it. I'd keep up with Scott sometimes when he mishit it. Yeah. Uh Sean, never. Not never. once. Nope. Because he's on the center of the club face probably every time. More times. It hit off the tee. I was like, I looked at Sean. I was like, Sean, I was like, if I had if I was you off the tee, I'd be a plus fucking five handicap. It's like, so would everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like his so what, what's what's his, what's his weakness then? So he's long, but what's his weakness? What's his uh, so so that here's the deal. He's got wedge saw into bit, like everything, saw, right? I saw how he, many greens. No, how, how what's his dude, prox to the hole? It played so much harder, like the lengthwise. Like we were playing, like we had a hole at their golf club in Fort Lauderdale. It was a um, hundred and sixty yard par three. Guess what? All of us hit. And I was surprised I hit this, but eight iron six, six was it windy? Yeah, it was in the okay. wind, and six irons, and they all like he hit like this knockdown. He hits great at those type of shots, like any like creative like that he's great at. Yeah. Um, I I feel like is like a little bit of a short game is a little off, like his chipping. Mm-hmm. He didn't like his par fi- so like his par fives. He's always going for in two. He's not getting up and down for birdie. Mm. And he even talked about that. He's like, I, I started looking at my stats on Latin America Tour. My par five scoring was atrocious. Mm. I was like, all right, well, then you kind of know. So His chipping, it's a weird chip, too. It, like, it looks like he's like he bladed it, and it like stops. Like it's real low, and yeah. it looks like he like kind of thinned it like yeah. a chip. But it, I was like, well, maybe... Do a different method, but he's went and got the right lessons, the right people, and his his wedge game is uh, it's pretty good. But my wedge game is like is he putting himself with birdie opportunities yes. then with with wedges? wedges? Yes. Okay. But my wedge game is not far off, which is odd. Like it's not like, like his you, is you, better. Like you you'd think like you think he'd be like inside you all the time. Yeah, but I think that like I'd have to play with him a lot more. See that over time, but what? Well, but your point earlier, but our, but our wedge, but my wedge, but, game is but your par five point makes sense because if, if 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 you got a guy who's home and two on every par five basically because he's so long, but he's maybe not hitting greens because he's hitting eight iron or seven six, iron, six iron, he's hitting longer irons into five him, irons. and he not like he's like missing a green to the point where he's like giving himself like a tough up and down, but he's. He's missing a green and he has to get up and down, but he's not doing it. Then that means one of two things to me: 
He's either not chipping it close enough or his putting inside 10 feet sucks. His putting's good. It's good. So is he, but, but, so, so chi- is he's not even chipping it like inside 10 feet? Sometimes no. Oh my God. He, his putting, he's a good putter. Like, you go back to that stat that was pushed out a ton in December, which was like DeChambeau's putting within like nine feet. Like, he's like 90% last year within nine feet. Like, it's insane. Makes. 90% makes inside nine feet. Like, th- it's a, that's a dumb statistic. It's, not, it's nowhere even near the tour average. Like, he just made fucking everything inside nine feet. And his chipping was good, too, though. Chipping and pitching. Yeah. But what so, Sean, Sean is, he is elite off the tee. Yeah. Like, he is a, he's better than, you know, the top 30 guy. Like, he's the no. top 30 guy so on tour. A- he's accurate and long. Oh, it, dude, it's crazy. Like, sh- like, Scott is incredibly long, but he can get off. He gets squirrely. No. He can, he can hook, like, he has a yeah. snappy hook. Yep. Like, Sean doesn't have that. I saw him, I saw him, like, get off, like, a couple drives, like, twice. But watching him play at, um, and we should get him on. Like watching him play at Old Corkscrew was a treat. It was watching an elite golfer like you're there with. And but me and Scott took him and his dad. We took him some money. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Uh, if if me and you, uh, hey, is their dad a good player? Uh, Terry. Terry is a uh, and Terry's a guy I work with. Seabury. That's how okay. I know these. guys. Oh, that's how you know these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Terry did not play to his game. His up what, to his what's game. his handicap? He's like a, I think now he's like a nine or a ten. Okay. At one time he was, but he's scratched. like how old, how old is he? Like, like in his sixties something. Yeah. So, but just the most fun guys to play with. Like it was just so much fun. Cool. Like you would, you mean like you would just have a blast. Yep. Like we're gonna do it. We should probably make just a run over there. Yeah, all and, day and go hang out. We should go play uh, Doral, Trump, Doral. Yeah, if we can get on there. We should be able to get on there. Uh, their club is fantastic. And it, we could, yeah, we should. I mean, it's a two-hour run over there, right? Two and a half, maybe? It's under It's under two from my house. Yeah. So, uh, we, we'll get, yeah, we should shake it up. We're in southern Florida. It'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go over there if I got a bunch of, if I got, if we got, if we can play at Wildcat. Like, I just fucking hope we can. Like, well, if we're all going to get there early on Wednesday morning on that trip, we could totally play Wildcat that afternoon if, if we can get out there. And then I think either day two or day three of that, so either Thursday or Friday, yeah, we make it, we, we travel somewhere. Like, where you, yeah, you might have to drive an hour or whatever, but we go, we're going to play 18 somewhere. Who gives a shit? We drive three we'll hours stream, somewhere. We go to a stream song. We can go wherever. We can go. You can go a lot of places. A day, a day trip in Southern Florida is not hard. So. Well, but there's so many good golf courses down there. Right. That's we could. All. We can get on. We could probably. You're only planning on playing 18 anyway. So who gives a shit if we're in the car driving? We a could bit. probably get your boy or like. We could probably get on Calusa Pines. We could get on there, but we have to be with a member. But we could be with the guy, our guy we had on the pod. But we'd have to spread over two tee times. Yeah. So he would be with like he would have to get us another member to play with, and us he or could something. do that. Yeah. So, no, Florida golf's a lot harder than Indiana golf. I'll tell you that. Um, but that so the week that we're going, I was planning on getting down there for the club championship for my club down there. That was a falling week, so I'll probably be down there two weeks in a row. Why not? I want to win it. 
Go for it. I um, the only really good round. So I took um. Got to beat. There was uh, a JJ Henry though. His brother. His brother. If he plays in it, I won't beat him. <laughs> He's too good. Uh, he no. He he. If he came here, he would win by like eight shots. He's he's so much. He's a pro golfer, basically. He's like Sean. He's that good. He would blow us away. And he can't even putt that well. That's his weakness. That guy's weakness, he's a ball-striking machine. He just can't putt. Hmm. And not like where he can't like hit some putt. He's just, you know, if he would have putted like well, he'd been on tour. That's because he probably ball-strikes about as good as his brother. <clears throat> Interesting. It, 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 I mean, I've seen it. I was like, "Fuck, this guy's fucking good." Hmm. Um, I mean, that could be a difference maker. So, oh, I've I've learned like that. That shit's so razor thin. Well, that's why I told Johnny. I was joking because he was like, "Hey, man, what do you think about joining the Dormy Club?" Because he he's like, he loves Vic, loves fucking Vic. Who doesn't? Right, exactly. And he's like, "How many times did you go down there with me a year?" And I go, "I." You know, maybe twice a year or something like that. You know. I'll go with him fucking nine times. <laughs> well, I'm gonna text Johnny right yeah, now. I'm going with you. You nine probably times. could, but um, I, I, I got said, my parents down there. Well, right, you, you're a different story. You probably, that's a better excuse. I'm going to visit my, my folks, whatever. Like me, like I got young kids and whatever. I go, I go, but I go ten years from now. You ask me that same question, I'll be like, "In, let's go. We're going once a month." You know, and see what I do. I like. probably would do it. He's still thinking about it, but um, my, my point is like ten I'll years. Text, I'll text ten him. years from now, we're gonna be fucking. I was smoking thirteen. I was I was joking with him. I go ten years from now though, like I fucking can't play. You know, he's like he's like whatever, dude. He's like you aren't gonna become like a shitty golfer in fucking ten years. And I go well, I probably won't hit it as far. He's like ah, you'll still be hitting bombs, and I'm like maybe. And I go, but but I did, and this was. Kind of where I'm, I'm going with like, whether it be Henry or a Bush brother, whatever. One thing that you and I'll never be probably worse at in the next ten to twenty years is putting, and probably our short games. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't even think in my head right now being a worse chipper or a worse putter than I am. Right I think now. I'll get better. Correct. I actually think that part of my game could get. So while I may not hit it as far at some point because of whatever. And and I'm going to, my, my whole goal, and we're going to get into that in a second and maybe it's for next episode, but I really want to focus on maintaining flexibility because I, I more than strength. I'm, I'm not trying to be Bryson or anything like that. I think if I can main maintain flexibility over the next 10, 15 years, I can maintain then length. Uh, Cause I think it's flexibility that, that kind of fucks I you up. It's not strength. It's not strength as much as it's flexibility. You need strength, but yeah. flexibility is so I, I want to focus on that. So, like, from a longevity of game standpoint to, like, continue to enjoy golf up until there. I mean, sure, there's some point where there's going to be a depreciation <laughs> in what's going on here. But I do believe flexibility is going to be the key to maintaining length and a lot of different things in the game. But I don't think short game is going to go away. Putting, chipping. I, I've seen way too many old dudes just fucking go out there and shoot single digit. They're single digit handicap dudes that just they might play the up tees, they might move up a box because they aren't hitting as far as they used to, but they fucking score because they're 
fucking short games are wicked. To me, just off the tee, like being the longest is like when I was playing with those guys, it's like, fuck, they have such an advantage. If I play back, like it's it's so much. It's ridiculous. My short That's game. That's why and, fucking hacks don't like playing the gold tees but, here. But my but my wedge game, like with those guys, like it, it, it matches them. It's it's, it's m- close. Well, with like Scotty, like and Scotty probably admit like his uh, he know his long game. But my wedge game is is good as his. Well, it's because he's playing just as often as you are. In 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 our putting's pretty similar. No, I'm talking about Scott uh, Bush. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, not, not sexy. Scott Bush is a—he's a fucking good golfer. He's—he's a—he's yeah. a good golfer when he and he. But gets, he, but he doesn't work on his game like he used to. No. Yeah. No, but he was so shit off the tee when he was like in college. He told me he's like I was, I was fucking so garbage. Like he was, like he. <laughs> that's what he said. I was. I was. I was. He would hit like three iron off the tees places. Like cause, oh, that's yeah. Because he, he couldn't get confident. No, because his driver was so bad. But he's gotten so much better, like, he says now. That was like me at Harbor Trees in high school. <laughs> I don't think you shot one. What did you shoot, like 100? 100. <laughs> I've told that story. That's not impossible. And I should have pulled out three iron. Yeah, you stay and play. Yeah, but I kept pulling driver. You had to feel pretty good at the end of that round. It was all fucking awesome. The coach was happy. <laughs> you shot what? <laughs> what were you, a what? sophomore? Uh, Junior. Wow, you were actually pretty decent then. Yeah, you were oh, breaking eighty at that time. Yeah, because it was a varsity tournament. Yeah, you shot what? Hundred? What? <laughs> no, I was gonna say. So the my highlight of the week or the whole time down there of golf is that I played in the Bloody Mary Open that they do yearly down in like yeah. And there's there's sixty eight teams. And you have a partner. And uh, how old was your partner? He was probably 104. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I think he was, he was, he had to be late 70s and early little What's guy. What's his name? Uh, his name was Richard. I forget his last name. He was a f- state farm agent for 50 years. Dick. Good. Right. He was awesome. Yep. So you played with Dick. So we, out of 68 teams, we took second, lost by 0.2 tenths of a point of a shot. And look, all things to what what's what was his handicap? What was Dick's handicap? He was a, like a twenty handicap. Okay. So we shot gross sixty five. In a basketball? No, no. It was a scramble, two man. Oh, still that's good. Well, his it's short a, game has to be fucking on point. No. Was he making everything? Or was he able to play like the white tees while you had to play back? No. We used two of his shots. I played insane. Time out. I played insane. You shot 65 in a two-man scramble and only used two of his shots? There's maybe we used probably two putts and one up. We didn't use any of his drives. Maybe no drives, no approach, maybe... One approach shot? No, not one. Holy shit, dude. I, I played. And dude, guess you, what? you basically it, shot like 68, 67. Guess what? I didn't. And guess what? I don't have to post it. <laughs> no. Because it was scrambled. <laughs> That's the best part. I played. Dude. dude I, that would be the best round of your fucking life almost. So, 
Well, I shot 68, 69 this year at Chatham. Yeah. I probably shot 66 there on my own ball. Yeah. I had two natural eagles. <laughs> I had two natural eagles on my own. I, I did have a coach this year, which was fucking awesome. So it, two natural eagles in one round. It was, dude, it was, it was, the, it was I, the best round of my, I, my, my, my year, for sure. So, but I did, but I can't count that. Does that's not the same? It's not the same. But I did shoot that round. But my him, like that guy, he was the fucking, it's the most positive, awesome guy. It was, just, it was incredible. He just kept urging you on. He's like, he was just a pleasure. It's like, he was like, a, he just rode your fucking ass all day. Just, <laughs> and the only reason we didn't win is because I fucking we bogeyed seventeen. You had to take a bogey. We bogeyed seventeen. Mm-hmm. I was so fucking pissed. What'd we you, what what kind of shop credit did you get for second place? I don't know. It was like no. All it was was beat the pro. <laughs> so everybody got the same money if you got beat the pro. Yeah, that was. Well, the, and the pro fucking got smoked. Then. No, pro got smoked. I could. I mean, he's good dude, but he's just. He put what he shoots seventy eight. Yeah. No, he shot and like him and his partner shot like. They had to use. They didn't have a handicap, oh. so they got like they shot like even par. And a two man scramble. Yeah, I know. Jesus. We shot. Our net was like sixty three. Yeah, net. Yeah. And then where gross was like sixty six. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I play. Dude, I I uh, hold out on an eagle from six or seventy yards. <laughs> and then I fucking had. Like, and then a you legit had... eagle on another hole. Yeah. And then. And I'm, dude, I burned a ton of holes too. Like, we should have ran away with that no, fucking I've thing. I've seen you do that. I mean, we started, like, I was going. I was going. It was happening. I wasn't missing anything. And, and my, even if when you, I did it. Dude, if you were longer off the tee, you'd be so, such a dangerous player. Well, I, 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 would, I would never want to meet you in a match play event if you were longer off the tee. Because, two, for two reasons. One, because I'd be more intimidated by you. Because you'd fucking just beat the shit out of the ball off like the first tee, and I'd be like, "Fuck, this dude's long." And then, secondly, I, I'd see how you putt, and I'd, I'd be like, a I'd be "Robot." Like, yeah, exactly. I'd be like, "Fuck, I'm screwed." Robot. I mean, right when I came out of that gate on that the the that tournament, I birdied one like off yeah. of like six sixteen feet, just yeah. poof, a little. By the way, you're not like a short hitter of the golf ball, but, but I'm you're, not that long. But you're the well, I'm you're two seventy. Yeah, you're two sixty, two seventy, two sixty five, two seventy off the tee, which is like long for most players. But like, it's so, not too or long by any means. It gets it gets you around on most. I've just I'm try I'm contemplating if I'm gonna go see my guy again and say, look, I want to get longer off the tee. Have you ever been fitted for a driver? Yeah. Not like really good. Like gone through like all the shafts and like and all that stuff. I think I should. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go so back I, to my only. Guy. The only reason I say that. So you've played with Rich, our uh, controller. Yeah. You played with Rich. Rich, um, they went to club championship with his son. He's a, a freshman at IU, and that was his Christmas gift. Is they went to club champion, got him a new driver. He said he gained eight mile per hour club head speed. With the shaft they put in the sim driver head, that like whatever they matched up, eight mile per hour compared to his current driver, club head speed. Like I'm like just with a shaft, that's insane. If 
you could gain that kind of clubhead speed with a sh- with the right shaft that fits you. I don't think that's my issue. Mine's always it's it's it, it's technique. It just is. I know what I can what I do with my driver when I well like, you you went to that pro this year too. I know when I rip it, like and I've been to the points like I play with like Pate, and I'm like fuck. He's like fuck. Why the fuck are you in that like like sometimes you just like there's a point and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I've so, had those days. You know where you're just killing. The yeah, ball. you're just you're like, what move am I making right now that's making it go like. 20 yards further. I have yeah, I was, no idea right now. I'm driving the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, you just bomb it. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Can't be Johnny Hurt every fucking day. No. And, you know, there's, and there's, the thing I've just accepted is there's just like people are just going to be way longer than you, but you can still beat them. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you can, you can beat them if a guy, but if a guy's out driving you by 60, 70 yards, like every time, like 60 yards, you're fucked. I'm going to totally tell everybody, by the way, that's listening to this podcast here at the end. Go here. I'm going I'm to warn you. Skip ahead probably about 45 minutes if, you are, if you're only interested in golf. Because the first 45 minutes have nothing to do with golf. How long have we been on this podcast? Uh, we're, like, we're almost an hour and a half now. All right. Well, let's finish this shit up because I need there's Steve and we're going to hit some balls. Yeah, we're going to hit some balls. Um, we will wrap this up. We're going to move into bourbon tasting. Um... I don't know. We'll, we'll get back into it. I, the next episode, and I, you'll be interested in this. I want to get. We probably should get Coach back on. Um. Well, Scott or Bush, he's in. Like we got several guys. I, 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 I We might want to get Coach back on. This could be interesting coach for Coach. Um, I, I, we haven't caught up with him in a while, or anybody. It, it could be good to get Scott on too. But so I downloaded. Golf Magazine did a promotion, and I'm I'm a I subscribe to Golf Magazine because I bought something else, and now I have a fucking subscription. Whatever. Let's right? make this a tease. Okay. Oh no, this is a tease for next episode. So they did a promotion. It was like twenty dollars off uh, this app, and it's um, so Justin Leonard paired with some freaking fitness guru, and they created a an app called Golf Forever, and it's basically. So you know how you can subscribe to about any fitness program on your fucking phone now, and they all have some unique yoga or Pilates or fucking Peloton as a fucking mobile app. Well, this is a golf exercise app, and it's called Golf Forever. And I said, you know what? For It's $99 for the year usually. I got $20 off freaking code through the golf magazine deal. So for $79 for the year, and it gives you a daily workout that gives you stretching exercises as well as strength exercises for your golf game. And I signed up for it, and I started working on it uh, this week. So we're going to get into that. Um, I'm going to see what my goal is, is to do it for the next 90 days leading up to the golf season um, and and see where I'm at when it, once it comes. I do it with you. Send me the app. So Share I will it. send it to you. And uh, But... Um, the way I look at it is it, that's obviously free advertisement for these guys potentially, but um, I, I, it's interesting. So that you and I are going to dive into that, I think, and we're going to see if that makes a difference in anything. So um, with that, we're going to get into the bourbon review. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We did, uh, as we've kind of alluded to, I guess you could say, um, we're not going necessarily all golf. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the variety. 
uh, of what we're doing, and uh, we'll talk and to you soon. You, yeah, if you like the Century Open, go. Watch oh the yeah, golf and if you want to watch pro golf, like, <laughs> or if you want to bitch about the upcoming Tiger Woods, you know, documentary because you are, you know, some uh, douchebag that I, fucking I, worships I, him. I, I actually like. I want to watch that, but the the Century Open, I I think you'd get a lot more excited about if uh, if. Uh, we all could be on Hawaii, but we can't. Yeah, we can't. So thanks, guys. Thanks all. Enjoy the review. See you. All right, we are back. Uh, we've got a bourbon tasting here. What, tell us a little bit about this bourbon, John. I. Where'd you? you I have this just, was a gift, correct? Yeah, this is a gift to me, and um, I have I had never I'd heard of this bourbon. Okay. Never seen it anywhere like to get like a drink. Yep. But it's a Texas. Texas. Texas so straight bourbon whiskey. Okay. So Texas whiskey. I read a little bit about, he's got a little thing about, um, let's see, it said they were one of the first. What's, bur- it called? What's the brand? What's the name? Garrison Brothers. Garrison Brothers. So it said that they were one of the first distillers outside of Kentucky mm-hmm. to like really make bourbon, like one of the first to be held like serious because before like the early two thousands, no nobody made bourbon outside of no, Kentucky. Outside of Kentucky, yeah, they, it didn't happen. But you, you technically just follow the recipe and you can make bourbon. Okay. And they're out of um, we're at Texas. They are. Let's see. This is a a Texan straight bourbon. Single barrel cast strength. It's sixty one and a half percent alcohol, one hundred twenty three proof. Woo! It's got a real dark look to it. So heavy cask cask strength, and then it's one hundred twenty three. And we're gonna try this neat first. To it's high Texas, wherever the hell that's it. I tell you what, though, for that proof, there's like not a lot of alcohol on the nose here. Like usually, you, you get that kind of. I'm like. You're about burning your face off. It's pretty strong, but it's... You ever Still. heard of H-Y-E, Texas, USA. Okay. All right, let's give this a whirl. Give it a whirl. It, I, it smells smooth and sweet. Oh, there's a burn there. It's my first... It's, it's there's, strong. I'll tell you what, the alcohol doesn't hit you on the nose, but holy shit. This, this is something you... You got to really have a little water. You gotta have water. It's not. It doesn't taste real new though. Like, what? How old? Do you, did I don't know. That? You would, it it's gotta say. have. What a bourbon has to be at least few. Seven, I think. No. Six, five. I think it's three. Three. Oh, that's right. There's some real young shit. It's dark enough that you'd think this sucker's at least five to seven. <laughs> it's. it's yeah, I like. It's I like. I, well, I like the flavor, but it's it, the alcohol is like heavy. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to put it on. Here, got to put it on. Put it on that. There's a little ice. Got to try it with that. I think it just stuff isn't cheap. I think it just needs a little. Well, it's you know like sometimes a good scotch or really a good whiskey. Anyway, you put a little water in it, maybe even a drop of water at times, and that can help open it up and kind of. I take that back. Still, it tastes young. Yeah, it does. It does. It tastes young. I mean, 
it's it, good. It's there's good. there's there's a lot of potential here. It's good because we've had some other shitty like small batch type stuff. Um, you know, small distillery. What does this taste like? It tastes almost a almost a little like um. Gosh, I don't want to say Woodford, but no, it's got it's it, it definitely has a more of that other the non sweet side. It is. It's it's like that. Um, that that Michter's American whiskey, yeah, it's got more yeah like a right where it, it doesn't it, yes it's not uh, it it doesn't it doesn't seem as much like a bourbon to me as much as it seems like just some kind of like a a whiskey of some kind. Um, it's good. It's good. It needs a little water. There's there's definitely a lot. It's heavy on the alcohol. I'd be curious just to try like the regular one. Well, the cask strength is what you're what we're getting here. That's I mean, that's strong. that is that's that'll peel paint off. <laughs> that'll run the DeLorean. <laughs> Put hair on your chest. <laughs> Doc will come back from the future on that. <laughs> that yeah. I I mean I'll I, I drink it. I like again, I'll go I back. Think it would I'll be... go back to compared to some other small batch small distillery places that we've tried lately that i mean it literally like it tasted like garbage um this this beats that for sure oh yeah so good i'd be curious though to try their regular stuff because this i think we have this you know what i'll probably do just after we'll compare it like next time if we remember mm-hmm. um i'll just get like a another really strong proof like mainstream one yeah and just like okay what's this taste like yeah i i almost want to bring i've got um some specialty maker's mark uh that john brought back from he went down there we tried uh, that didn't we we did try it but I, it'd be interesting because that was like a cast strength type makers because cast strength is r- always strong yeah oh yeah they haven't well they haven't watered it down and it's it really isn't aged as much either so well, anyway. I think it's I think it's good, but I there's but there's wanted, a lot of flavor potential. But there. I'd want to try the regular bourbon, yeah, see what it's like. So I'd recommend it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're into uh, collecting stuff, for sure, like this could be a cool collector, something to sample, something to experiment with. I don't know. I've been clearly, it's what we do at this point. We basically collect weird bourbons and uh, whether they're good or bad, but and tequila. Yeah, I saw the tequila issue too, but it's fine. I like it's a hit. my business partner who we need to get on, Sean. Yeah, he he's a tequila guy. Like, there we go. He loves it. Oh, and he's down in Texas. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he. I mean, he can probably get anything. Right and there. he, yeah, he likes really good All tequila. Right. Well, cool. Well, uh, that's good stuff. All right. Well, um, my computer is acting weird here. Uh, we're good we're still recording believe it or not all right well with that uh thanks sean uh go out there hit more greens you'll score better i know it's winter but whatever if you can play good for you thanks